Hello everybody and welcome to the Cine Place podcast mini-series, Cinema Spotlight. Today I am joined by Gareth Peebles, Marketing Officer at uh, the Brew House in Taunton. Hello Gareth. Hello. Hello. And so you uh, were just telling me that you are responsible for setting up the Brew Cinema uh, area, shall we say, of the Brew House. So Yes, so uh, kind of uh, developing, not setting up, but d- developing the brand around the cinema offering, definitely, yeah. Okay, fab. Um, so talk me through your sort of, a little bit about your career and your background. Well, uh, long-term nerd, pop culture, you know, bus, that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, uh, studied media production and popular culture, and then I was teaching games development and media production uh, at Loughborough College for oh, a while. That's cool. Um, yeah, really enjoyed that, but I started to get jealous of my students because they were the ones making all of the fun stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, so I decided to uh, pursue a career in, well, kind of graphic design and marketing, essentially, and, and that's how I've ended up here. I've been here for just over a year now, uh, and I get to do all the fun stuff that I was missing out on before, a bit of video editing, I get to uh, I design our in-house uh, brew cinema flyers that go out and posters and all those kinds of things uh, and yeah it's just nice to be working in the arts sector essentially. Yeah fabulous I know you haven't been there for that long but can you give us a little bit of the brew house's history uh, kind of how it came to be because I know you guys have a really wide pr- range of theatre yeah. film you, you do the whole sort of the whole package don't you? Yes yeah yeah very very busy um, <laughs> We uh, so yeah we're we're a local uh, theatre um, uh, originally opened in around nineteen uh, in the seventies. Um, uh, we well last year alone I think we put on uh, over a thousand events. Oh wow! Um, that, yeah, so yeah, very very busy, and that's uh, that's not just cinema and event cinema. That's um, theatre productions, workshops, activities, uh, exhibitions. Um, and with uh, just two of us here in the marketing department, it makes for a pretty, uh, pretty full-on uh, uh, job. <laughs> Day-to-day experience. <laughs> Always busy, yes, but uh, it uh, keeps us out of mischief. Um, uh, and yeah, so it's uh, we had a, a, the, the theatre had a brief hiatus in about 2013, um, and uh, in 2015 um, we started doing a bit of a uh, like a crowdsourced fundraising for cinema equipment, uh, which is how our cinema kind of came to fruition. Um, which is really great because obviously it illustrates the fact that there was a, a local demand for uh, an independent cinema. We only had um, the you know standard multiplex cinema uh, on uh, outside of town, so um, it was great to hear that we had some public support for an independent cinema in the centre of town. That was what I was going to ask you. Actually, that's interesting. Um, so how how was that? How did that manifest itself? Were people kind of coming to the theatre and talking about how they'd love a cinema, or did you guys look for any feedback, or how did that come to your attention that a cinema would be a in demand? Um, I think general feedback. So uh, when we had our hiatus, uh, the you know the, there was a general public outcry for us to be here and doing what we do. You know the ac- accessibility to the arts and culture uh, around this area is sparse, shall we say? Um, it's, it's not. There's not. There's not a great offering. So. Um, I think the public demand was just there from the from the get go, essentially, um, and a lot of the feedback that we did get, um, you know, suggested that yes, uh, people would be interested in uh, a, a local event, uh, sorry, a local uh, independent cinema. So, um, 
so the the crowdsourcing fundraising um, went ahead, and then yeah, by uh, I think it was uh, early 2016, that was when we started um, putting on screenings. Started with a like an Oscars uh, award season um, week or so, where we focused on all of the uh, Oscar nominees Great and idea, award yeah. winners, um, just to kind of build a bit of momentum around that. Uh, and yeah, the rest is history, as they say. And um, let's have a look. So we start the the year that we started. Um, uh, installed the cinema. Um, I think our attendance was around one thousand one hundred, let's say, for the for the year, uh, and now we're up to twelve thousand plus, which is oh. fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Slight increase there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we're really pleased with the way that things are going. And so, when you started, it was just one screen, and are you guys still? Is it still a one screen cinema? It is, yeah. So our um, our programming is a bit tricky because obviously, so we're a receiving house, um, which uh, on the theatre side of things, which means that you know we don't create a lot of our own productions. We do want uh, our Christmas production is our main thing that we put on, um, but it obviously also means that we have to book our cinema around what's going on in the main auditorium. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So, so we do still just have the one screen, and there's you know. There's, there's wheels are in motion for potentially things to uh, expand, but we're uh, we're kind of we're still waiting to hear um, uh, how all that's going to go ahead. Um, but yeah, still a single screen, still booking around our general theatre offering. So it means that we have to be very uh, very choice with uh, what we put on and when we put it on. Yeah. To move on to your event cinema program, how did that come to fruition as well? How did that sort of weave into your your mainstream program, as it were? Um, well, I think the event cinema stuff for us is it's a really great additional string to our bow, essentially. Um, having, you know, being a theatre and then uh, obviously being able to offer um, the event cinema screenings at the same time, it really just adds value to what we can kind of bring to the local community, essentially. It really, you know, the, the crossover between the audiences is obviously there, which is fantastic. Um, and yet, things just seem to keep on kind of, uh, they're picking up, essentially. Um, uh, you know, again, uh, attendances between last year and this year is, you know, uh, you know, we've exceeded our kind of targets, which is great. Um, and uh, just booking in the event cinema just seems like a logical step for us to take. Um, again, offering things to our local community that we wouldn't normally be able to put on. We don't have the facilities or the capacity to, to receive these bigger productions. And so, you know, as the, the, the brilliant thing about event cinema is that it gives audiences the chance to engage with this, um, this kind of more the high caliber theater that, we, can't, that uh, we wouldn't be able to bring to them usually. So, yeah, it works out really well. Yeah, great that they'd obviously otherwise have to travel all the way to London. Yeah, exactly, for, yeah. Yeah. And even then, like, you know, the infrastructure around the southwest just, it, you know, buses stop early, trains stop early. So having uh, having access to event cinema really is, uh, you know, I think it really does uh, add value to, you know, uh, communities, essentially. It's fantastic. What was the content that you originally started with? Did you start with, you know, like NT Live stuff or was it more kind of opery stuff or how did you guys kick it off? Well, having be, only been here for the year, um, I can't really give you much background on the early days. But um, I believe I know one of our uh, one of the original kind of uh, event cinema screenings that we put on that was very popular was um, uh, I believe it was the the Black Sabbath. Um, one of oh, their yeah, final, yeah, yeah. Final of course, calls, yeah, I, I know. It was quite a while ago now, but I know that that was quite a popular one. We've got um, 
big music fans down in the southwest so i think that the music stuff is always going to be popular um but uh, as you've said it's the it's the household brands really that we that we stick with and that we've been working with for a long time so like you say nt live the um, royal shakespeare company Glyndebourne, royal opera house um all of the big names essentially it's the it's the populist stuff the the the, the names that people know that are going to draw them in essentially and that's uh, that's how we keep on uh, booking them the the arts content stuff works well for you guys but the music stuff works well as well have you have you done any kind of um, more recent music concerts i know take take that just came out yeah that was it we had uh, take take that over the weekend which i think we had only 20 seats left available so it was you know basically a sellout for us which is fantastic um uh, we've we've got westlife coming up soon as well um uh, and that one surprisingly isn't kind of ticking over quite as well as the take that one did um but um yeah the music stuff is always successful for us um but then again it's always uh, it's the big tentpole names isn't it you know um the musical stuff so the king and i matthew born swan lake um, all of those big kind of household name brands, essentially, that are always the ones that uh, draw people in for us. Yeah, of course. Do you find with your your take that's and your Westlife's and and those kind of of offerings that you put on, um, what's the what's the kind of demographic roughly? I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here, but would you say it's kind of a, a slightly older demographic, or do you get a mix, or do you get some younger people coming in? Um, I think if we're talking specifically about Take That, it was definitely more a younger audience than we would expect at some of our other screenings. But at the same time, um, I, I attended uh, the, the Matthew Bourne Swan Lake recently, and that was a, a fantastic mix of uh, demographics, right? you know, ages and genders and everything else. It was, um, it was really great to see. Um, but the this is the this is the interesting thing about the event cinema stuff particularly with regards to the the musical concerts and things it gives us the opportunity to engage with an audience that maybe we wouldn't necessarily get through the door um which is really fantastic you know it opens up our offering and it gives us exposure to people that um maybe haven't come to the theater for a while uh, and it's quite a nice uh, introductory step for some people should we say um, to get them more engaged at their local theatre. So, yeah, it's fantastic. You were saying about how people, uh, you know, that you wouldn't necessarily expect to come to stuff were sort of turning up. What do you think that's down to? Is that a sort of an education issue that, that they sort of learn that it's an option and then they come along? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean well, you could maybe tell me this. How long has the event cinema kind of brand or, you know, these live streams and events, how long has that been going on for now? Do you know? Yeah, it's been running since roughly around 2005 um, and is arguably was started by the, the Met Opera, really. They're the ones who kind of kicked it off. Um, National Theatre Live was obviously one of the earlier brands as well, who they're in their 10th anniversary this year. And I, I think... Sorry, yeah, the, it's still obviously, you know, it's gaining momentum, the brand, and as, as an option for a night out. And I think it does help, uh, again, it's, uh, having access to that... Um, these kinds of screenings for people again who maybe aren't that switched on to theatre or the arts. Um, it's a really it's an accessible way of doing something that maybe again they can't they haven't maybe been able to afford or have access to. Um, so it's a really fantastic introduction for people who maybe haven't been to London to go and see some of the big West End stuff. Um, 
yeah so yeah it really does kind of open us up to uh, a much wider audience the accessibility factor yeah mm, yeah certainly and again the, the, the take that ones and the westlife um again it's just a completely different audience to those that you might expect to turn up to Brianborn and things like that but the i think the ticket price really does help as well because uh being down in the southwest obviously if we wanted to if you want to go and see a show up in London, you've got to pay to get up to London, and then the, the ticket price when you get there is obviously more expensive than it would be if you just went to one of these event cinema screenings. So I think a lot of people are using it as an alternative for a good night out, if you know what I mean, rather than actually you know investing and in going to the theatre to see a live production they come into the cinema instead, which is great. And I think having spoken to um, Zeffirelli's cinema in Ambleside, what they do is they kind of, they'll put on an opera and then because it's a long showing, uh, they split it up with intervals. So when the actual live screening has an interval, they have an interval and people go downstairs for a drink or some, like yeah. a course of their meal. Um, yeah, okay. and, and this is actually, a, you know, a, a legitimate kind of night out to the opera for people, which I think yeah, is, is fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, and we've started, um, at the start of the year, we had our new um, cafe and restaurant open up run by Brazier's, a local uh, coffee roasters to us, and they do some amazing food. And we've started um, also doing so pre-theatre dining for event cinema screenings, just just to kind of, you know, give the, give the evening a bit of extra calibre, essentially, just to give it a little bit of extra something to make it special for people. Because, um, you know, again, having access to these big shows... Um, being down in the southwest is uh, is a really great opportunity for people, and it means that they can again turn it into a nice evening. When you're when you are looking at booking your upcoming program of content, do you know? Do you kind of just look back at shows and go, do you know what? This was really successful. This season was really successful, so we're going to kind of schedule more of that. Or do you look at it from a slightly more sort of um, kind of strategic? Are we going to try and get more young people in, or are we going to do something a bit different? Like, how do you work the the program, or, or how does your programmer look at yeah. booking I mean, stuff? Yeah, I mean, so at the moment, I think we've just been because the cinema, you know, we're still getting the the word out essentially that we are we have a cinema offering. So, I think uh, more recently we've been sticking with what we know and what we think works best, and that is again the big household name brands, NT Live, RSC, Glyndebourne. Um, as well as, you know, a few of the kind of special one-off screenings thrown in there as well. Um, maybe once our audience is more established, then we can start looking at putting things on that are a little bit more challenging, maybe a little bit more diverse. Um, but having said that, you know, I think the program that we do offer, um, particularly when kind of balanced with our actual, our general cinema screenings, um, it's quite, a, you know, it's a well-balanced program, should we say. That's one of the things that I uh, that I do think that our, our guys do a really great job of is balancing that, um, you know, the mainstream, you know, the commercial kind of aspect of booking alongside wanting to challenge people. So at the moment, our general cinema offering, we have, um, uh, I believe it's a Danish, a, a Swedish film called Women at War. We've got another one with... Um, Robert Pattinson in called High Life, and both of those are a little bit more challenging, um, balanced with, you know, Westlife, Life from Crow Park, <laughs> or <laughs> something along those lines. So it, it's finding that balance between the commercial and the more kind of uh, challenging stuff, essentially. 
is there anything that you guys kind of do or put on or do a bit differently to tailor an event shall we say or do you think it's more just about getting some really good content that you know people will want to see that you definitely have an audience for yeah I mean we um we put on our own kind of outside of the, the event cinema branding we put on our own specials um uh, so seasonal specials for example we've done uh, retro cinema season this summer we've got a summer of Spielberg um, we do award season specials as well we did a, a Halloween special um, and building a brand around each of those um, events um, is something that really helps us to you know mobilize the uh, audience essentially make them aware of what's going on and just uh, simply having that additional kind of brand recognition around each of the events really helps to uh, you know, build the mood and build the kind of anticipation around things, which is great. Um, so, for example, at Halloween, we did uh, a, a screening of The Exorcist and made some uh, special Halloween eye dents, and we made some, uh, put some retro trailers on as well. So, just those things, just to, to add to the experience, essentially. I think that's, the, that's one of the main things that people look for with these events is just, uh, the, the a bit of added value, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rather than you're not just going to the cinema, you're coming to experience something that you wouldn't normally be able to see um, at you know the cinema. <laughs> and do do people ever turn up in fancy dress or in costume or anything like that at all? Yeah. So I mean, we've had some really great success with some of the sing along um, experiences, you know, Rocky Horror, um, yeah, great of music, those things. Um, and there, I think they're really the epitome of. Uh, you know, adding value to that experience when you've got uh, fancy dress competitions and, um, you know, swag for people that turn up um, and, you know, even having a compare there as well to, um, to you know, keep the crowd G'd up essentially. Yes, um, yes, yes. That's a really great offering as well. Um, on our side of things, we've, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we've started um, doing pre-theater dining for particular sh- uh, screenings just to, again, add, uh, add on to that value for the experience for them. Um, uh, there's all sorts that you can do, isn't there, really? There's, oh, there's yeah. so many. <laughs> there's massive <laughs> so scope to kind of be yeah. really creative with it, definitely. Um, but it sounds like you guys are open to that, and when you've been, you were a bit more established, then you, there's a whole world of things oh, you can yeah. look to yeah, do. And... All kinds of bells and whistles that we'd love to be offering. It's just, you know having the uh, the time to get around to doing yeah, them. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll have to I have to catch up with you in another year and see where you're at then. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah please do. That'd be great. <laughs> so just to turn on to kind of marketing and how you, you know, your strategy as it were, um, is it is it, you know, I'm guessing you're on all the usual social media platforms. Um, do you do much kind of actual... Um, the more traditional stuff, yeah. Do you do more of the traditional marketing or how, how do you, what works yeah. for you guys? We do a little bit of everything. I mean, it's um, it's a really interesting one because uh, the audience that we're attempting to engage with is so diverse. Um, you know, we've got a, a kind of an older demographic that would generally makes up a lot of our event cinema stuff. So again, the Grindborns and the RSCs and those kinds of things, um, as well as the the younger audience that will come to things like Take That. So. Uh, appealing to one demographic using the normal channels, you know, social media, those kinds of things is one thing, but then how do you actually target the rest of them, essentially? Um, So we've had some really great, uh, on the social side of things, um, what's really been working for us is because we've set up this 
kind of partner brand, Brew Cinema, um, in association with Brewhouse Theatre, it means that um, events can be co-hosted by the main theatre page, which means that we have our own smaller audience on Brew Cinema at the moment because the page hasn't been going for that long, but we still get exposure by co-hosting through um, the main theatre uh, page. Um, one of the more interesting things that we've had some really great success with is partnering up with our local um, tourist information centre, and so we also put them down. We put them down as a co-host for a lot of our Facebook events, which means that their page has got hundreds of thousands of followers that maybe wouldn't normally interact with our page, very but because smart. they're hosting very it, smart. Yeah, <laughs> we've had some really, really great um, pickup with that. So I'd highly recommend. Uh, if anyone's looking for, for additional exposure on social, that's, that's a really great way of doing it. Um, but since I started, one of the things we started doing is uh, creating an independent cinema brochure. So um, a, a physical handout for essentially, you know, the, the demographic of people who aren't on the Internet. Believe it or not, you know, some people aren't <laughs> on the Internet. It, it yeah. does happen. <laughs> um, so uh, having this physical handout has really helped us uh, to raise the profile, you know, exit flyering from particular screenings and shows. Um, so, yeah, we, we try and cover all bases, really. Um, listings in local publications as well. You know, there's so many. We've got at least five or six around this area. Um, you know, what's on Taunton, visit Taunton, all those kinds of things. Uh, and just having those listings appearing in those uh, those physical, you know, hard copies uh, is always a good way of engaging with uh, with the audience that maybe don't follow you on Facebook. Yeah, of course. Do you find that word of mouth uh, is a plays a part as well? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think so. Um, uh, and again, I think word of mouth in conjunction with having this physical handout means that people can pass it on. Um, you know, we've got, uh, yeah, I th- yeah, I think the word of mouth does play a big part in it as well. Yeah, and do you guys get any feedback from your audiences after screenings or anything like that, or is it just more of a you base it on you know how successfully they sell essentially? Um, yeah, I think you know we we do listen to audience feedback. Obviously, it's something that we uh, try and uh, you know, act on whenever we can. Um, but I think generally speaking, it, is, it does come down to ticket sales, essentially, doesn't it? I think yeah. that's a fair way of judging it. Yeah. Um, so just to just a couple more bits on your views of, of the industry at large and kind of what you think needs to happen with event cinema to keep it growing. You know, do you have any views on, on in the future what, what would be beneficial getting in more you know, getting in younger audiences, as we've touched on, or trying some really different content, for example, so something, you know, more down the sports route or down a different avenue completely? Yeah, that's really interesting about the sports route. I mean, the you know, the live streaming uh, into cinemas is something that just seems to be growing exponentially, doesn't it? Like, And people are having, they have this expectation that maybe now, you know, it is a valid option that you can just wait for something to appear or to be able to see it at, at your local cinema. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a broader broader selection of events is always going to be uh, interesting and always going to help uh, help smaller places uh, to uh, engage with audiences, which would be great. Um, I mean, from a marketing point of view, uh, decent kind of digital content around each of the, the screenings is always going to be beneficial. Um, a lot of the companies have started doing this more, even even in the short time that I've been involved. Um, great trailers, they've been like NT Live, uh, RSC have been really great at putting together teasers and trailers, uh, those kinds of things, which again help us to engage with that audience that maybe wouldn't normally come through the door. So um, 
getting that decent digital content is always going to help. I mean, one of the things that we do sometimes struggle with is, you know, the the technology side of it, essentially, that the satellite feeds can sometimes be a little bit, you know, sound can be unsynchronized or, or, you know, some technical difficulties at the end from from which the stream is coming from. So just standardizing the tech is always going to help as well, yeah. Yeah, and hopefully that will only continue to improve. But I, yeah, completely agree. So, so thank you ever so much to Gareth Peebles, uh, one of my favourite surnames in the business, uh, marketing officer at the um, Brew House, so Brew Cinema uh, in Taunton. So if you're in the area, go and check them out. And also have a look at cineplace.co.uk for regular updates on uh, news, information, insights um, with everything event cinema. Check out our social media handle as well, which is at CineplaceLive. And we will be back very soon with another episode. And so until then, we'll see you soon.